Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. Tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. I think the best thing about the Allianz League is that it's impossible to call the games on any given weekend. And it's true that like in every competition, in every sport, there are blowouts. You look at Cork putting six goals past Limerick at the weekend. But every week there are also results that are shocks, either because of who wins or because of the way that they win. So, for example, this weekend, the unexpected included Mayo's demolition of Tyrone in Division 1, Clare almost beating Dublin in Division 2, and Wicklow going down to Leash and giving the Division 4 leaders a deserved beating. Um, It means that every division in the league is now beautifully poised. And today on the Irish Examiner Gaelic Football Show, in partnership with Allianz, we're going to be looking at promotion and relegation in every division. And we'll also be looking at other things that are happening, including the giant GAA rumour factory that continues at full bore uh, week after week. My name is Paul Rouse and I'm joined by the former Mayo footballer and manager James Horn, by the former Donegal footballer and under-20 coach Eamon McGee and by Morris Brosnan of the Irish Examiner. Um, You're very welcome, lads. The The league is going on and we're already four weeks in, and it has now taken a fairly serious shape. Eamon, are you confident Donegal are going to be safe? No, I'm not confident. Um, I went out to watch them yesterday. Now, great, great day for it there in O'Donnell Park, and it was uh, despite what some people thought. I thought it was a good game. I enjoy I enjoyed the game now, but you know, if you asked me before, give me a percentage chance of them coming out with a result you know I'd have put it about 30 40 percent but you know it wasn't beyond the realms and it's the same for them staying up it's not beyond the realms of possibilities that they stay up but it's it's gonna it's gonna be a tough one to go looking for the results and 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 the places that they have to go looking when you go to these games now are you are you still missing playing or are you going for a different reason why why are you going why, why did you go to that match I, I'm definitely a supporter now. I think with Neil and and Murphy, no Paddy's there, but you know Murphy and Neil would have, I would have a close connection with them in terms of from the playing days, and so there was loyalty to them there. Even even when I got into the media, I refused to go to go after them when they probably had a wee chance to have a few pops at the at the setup now. But I'm separated from now. I'm, I'm just in that supporter supporter mode now. Um, so the lads better watch out or I'll have a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the gloves are off at this at this mm. point. J- James, did you go to did you go to Castlebar? I watched it. I watched it live. I'm about a mile and a half out the uh, out the road, but didn't didn't go to it. Uh, there was just some family stuff going on, so it was easier for us to yeah to, to sit down to sit down and watch it. But um, yeah, some some game. Did some you see that coming? Did you see it coming? Um, well, I suppose it's it's Mayo are very consistent. This this league, they're you, you know their conditioning and their play and they're running on top of the ground and injury free and just it's all all everything's lined up really well and they're they're playing well. And Tyrone, I would say, are the opposite. Fits and starts. You're not quite sure what you what what you you were going to get. Um, and it's funny, like for the first 15, 20 minutes, Tyrone were pretty pretty. Decent, I, I would say. You know, a couple of points up, and we're attacking. And you know, until Jim O'Connor stretched up his long arm and got a ball, and next thing, it, it completely started the game change. And I suppose yeah. when pressure came on, when pressure, this is always, and uh, I know the interest in Eamon's point of view on this, but when pressure came on, when a team, when there's a disgruntled team or a team that aren't maybe all pulling the same way, when pressure comes on and a team gets a run in you, like like Mayo did. I just think the, the wheels came off, you know, for for Tyrone and 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 Mayo devastated them, you know. And I I, I think 
you know, you know, you can see examples, and sometimes you know, one example is enough for it to give you an indication of maybe what the mood in the camp is. And 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 I just think, you know, Ender Hessian got a brilliant goal, and and um, you know, I'm sure Niall Morgan will be getting a slagging for a long time after after buying buying that dummy, but got a, got a fabulous goal. But in the lead up to that that goal, Connor Myler, who's you know a brilliant player, and with two or three others, had had Ender Hessian close off. Yeah, they had know, wrapped, sealed yeah. up. You know, it was fairly. You know, he was coming in a pace and all that kind of stuff. But good defenders. You know, that's that's easy stuff. Keep him out there at worst a point. But he he walls through them, and and there was one or two pretend tackles. That's all you could really call it. I would say, and a, a, sort of a heartless tackle that their, their spirit wasn't there almost. You know, and uh, he, he walls through, and 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 Ryan O'Donnell flicked it back to him and and kicked it into the net. That's so. Untypical of what you what it what you'd expect from 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 Tyrone. Usually, when you go in there just outside the D, you know it's 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 a war zone, um, and and you get you get you get nothing easy. But they were just so so out of sorts with with who who the Aris was, and 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 Mayo just with strength and power and 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 and, and no shortage of good play, just just demolish them. It, 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 you say it's untypical, James, and it is untypical, but. It wasn't alone. It wasn't the only time that happened because I, I think a, an even stronger example is Dermot O'Connor's goal at the end where he ran through. There's eight defenders outside him. Lads don't leave. They're, they're minding their own men rather than going. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a symptom of, 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 of something something else that's going on. It definitely yeah. is because, you know, that's the point I'm sort of making about the, the, the Conor Moore and that situation. That one as well. Again, yeah, you're, you're right. Another good example. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that at Inter County level. Uh, I don't know; one of the guys might, might might have seen it, but to see a goal like that, where you saw the guys backing off, you know, and a defender will see where the risk is. A good defender, where's the risk? Right, the risk is here. I'm going into to, to nail whatever it is, but they didn't do that. Um, and just you know, he, he ran. He, he took that. Well, he took it from yeah outside the, their half and just walls through one two with Jordan. Flynn and, and kicked it into the net, and Tyrone guys turned around and walked away. You know, so it's very, very unusual, I suppose. So, so look, you can look into it various ways, but I suppose any experience I've had of where you're involved in teams and that sort of performance comes out, there's something, there's something just not lined up, you, you know, and and uh, you get a perform performances and inconsistencies like that. And I, I, I might be reading too much into it now, but but I thought just to follow up on James's point, there, I thought the camera pan to. Fergal Logan and Duhur at the very end, and they just looked like two men that were were just perplexed, thinking, "What are we doing wrong yeah. here?" Um, shell shock. Yeah. It, I, I think it was shell shock, but and again, I might be reading into it too much, but it just looked like they had the weight of the world on their shoulders there, and they were just at a and pass in terms of where do we where do we go go from here now? Think back to the Kerry results where they actually went on to win the All Ireland, and we we all wrote them off that of that year, like. If they can go out and turn it around, but when when you go back to that goal, the Hessian goal, like we we all like to take clips out, and you know this is great defending, but a thing I like to do is show someone poor defending, and like in terms of you know that wanting desire that you associate with with Tyrone and you associate with good defending that you know in terms of. There's a price to be paid if you're going to get that shot. If you're going to get in for goal or you're going to get in for a point, there's a price to be paid. And, you know, Myler, who so much energy, normally so much energy, he, he just, you know, they just let it let it happen. If you were in that dressing room after the game, and we'll look at it in different levels, you're a player in that defence. What, what would you say in that dressing room after the game or in training on Tuesday night if you decided to wait that long? No, I have been in restaurants like that there. I think J James will think back to 2013 where the floodgates opened on us. Um, I think uh, in the quarterfinal, in the in, in the quarter in the quarterfinals, and and that's exactly you know we weren't going 100 percent that year that year, and, and Mayo were flying, and they exposed the chink, and it just everything f fell fell to pieces. Um, there, there's not a lot you can say in terms of the defense. You all you have to be wary of the fact that. Probably a lot of them defenders are just not at the level, and it, and it all comes back. The only way you can set up on the dressing room 
is if you look in the mirror and say like am i going 100 percent?" and then you can go to someone else but until until you do i think you, you've got it you've got to stay quiet and, and there's very few in that tyrone dressing at the minute that are you know going that are really on it, yeah. That are operating at a full full tilt that that can stand up in the middle of the dressing room and say, You're not at the level, you're not at the level, you're cheating. And, and I don't think there's anybody in that Tyrone dressing room can say that. What would you do, James? As manager, yes. you walk yes. into that dressing room after the game. Are you having it out there and then or are you waiting until Tuesday night? Um I, I don't know if there's any benefit to having it out there and then. I, I, I don't know. You, you know, there'll be heads down, there'll be stuff, and it, it you could it could turn into a riot, or it could you know <laughs> there, there'll be people storming off. And is there any benefit that long? You have a game next weekend, you know. Back to you know you have a game next weekend. Yeah. So how do you? So look, what what I do in that situation, um, I'd probably get out of there, get food in, get the recovery, and the next day I'd be on to probably maybe four or five of the real true leaders in the group. Um, and get them at training on Tuesday night to role model the behaviors that make us the team we are, to, you know, at a basic level. So, I mean, if you're, you know, say if it's a fullback, center halfback, midfielder, and center or, or whatever, that they they lead by 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 action, you know, that they they set a tone, they set a you know, out on the field, they're, they're, as I said, they role model and and then. You know, you play. You get typically you get straight into maybe a twenty-minute game. First thing you train and get a bit of warm. We get into a game and create the conditions for 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 narrow the pitch, shorten the pitch, or something. Are you looking you know, for a, a row, at James? A basic level. Are you looking for a row? Nah, not a row, but just just you know, if you're telling you, you know, you asked me about the Tyrone game, so they were so off. There was no no real contact. There was no. So it's getting that getting that energy going. So creating the situation. We get that energy going, and then maybe after a ten or fifteen minute where there's real high volume, right? What's how do we? You, you know, you, you can start to get into something then um, with with the players. But I, I I don't know if you start roaring and shouting. You know, there's 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 only a couple of times probably in the season where there's a time for righteous anger, if you want to call it that. You you know, if you're if you're roaring and shouting too much, you know, players, you know, if you roar and shout them and McGee too much, what's <laughs> Is him? Is him? He's going to listen to you anyway. But is he going to listen to you? You know, if you're if you're at that, there's there's tons of noise. There's tons of noise. You, you need to be able to press the button at certain times in the season. And yeah. you know, if, if you're doing it consistently week in week out, it just turns into noise. And I actually had this conversation with Murphy one year, might have been 2013. Um, but it was one year we weren't going. We could see the signs. And I says to Murphy, I says we're going to have to have a meeting about this year. It might have been after a league game or some. And he says, no, we don't. There's no point talking about it. You got to do it in the training field. Um, and, and that's where it has to happen. You know, you have to consistently do whatever you do on the Sunday or the Saturday. You, you've got to do it in, on the training ground. And, and then you can then you can start talking. Where were you, Morris? What game were you at? I was at um, the Galway Limerick Hurling game yesterday. So I was watched this game back uh, yesterday. I, I do think... Like this conversation is really interesting for a couple of reasons, though, Paul, because um, sometimes this gets bracketed in the the bog standard cliche of intensity, and you know there weren't there was no intensity there today, and then it's back the next week, and the reality is like that is obviously an, a nonsense, but there is there is a genuine difference between teams. I look at teams who are maybe not moving as well in the league, and you can kind of put them in two brackets. There, so there are teams who just tactically are are working through stuff. I, I, me, they're definitely for me in that bracket. Um, I think Cork are in that bracket. Monaghan are in that bracket. And there's other teams which have an attitude issue right now. The two that are glaring for me are Clare and Tyrone. Um, and that is, you know, I, I don't know if any of you watched the Clare Derry game at the weekend, but yeah, I watched like, it. Like the first 20 minutes, Mike Murphy is on commentary, who's a, a brilliant pundit and a very shit reader of the game. And he's lauding Clare's setup. You know, he's saying, They've got two left out the back. They've got good stretch. Kevin Feely's hopping off Brendan Rodgers. They're, I think they're only a point down at that stage. And then, you know, Darren the Curran kicks... Off. Yeah, Darren Curran kicks a, a really bad wide. They kick another bad wide. They can see the goal and it is just... A, it's like night and day. And I was actually thinking about this because of what James said last week. I, I, James, you made the point about... I was talking about Kerry's conditioning a lot in Casabar 
on Saturday and they just they looked like there was a gap between the fitness of both teams and you made the point at the time about attitude now I don't think Kerry were any fitter last weekend than they were in on Saturday in Casper but the, the difference in their attitude was was tenfold and when I say attitude I don't you know there's metrics for work rate like you can get your GPS up high you can even your tackles might be high but there is a genuine attitude where we're not going to let a guy through here we're just that that kind of thing which is a very hard thing to define but I think that's lacking in certain teams and I actually the reason I bring that up like Eamon I wonder would you rather be a team who has an issue with attitude or a tactical issue right now like I, I hate I bring this game up to you, I say every time I talk to you, but I just find it so interesting that the 2010, the Cross McLean game against the, the Armagh game, like I I remember at the time I asked you about the Donegal Armagh in Donegal Armagh yeah. in Cross D- McLean D- in 2010. Donegal played Armagh in 2010 and um, it didn't go well for Donegal. It was Jamie Clark's announcement basically. He, I think he had two goals in the first 10 minutes and it kind of stayed from there. And I don't want to put words in your mouth now, in, but I think at the time you said, you thought maybe that team was mentally weak, not in the way that yeah. term is thrown about you know, willy-nilly, but in terms of, they'd actually, like, mental strength is a skill. It's a genuine skill. Um, there's tools that you need at your disposal to be able to channel that. And that team, whatever, for whatever reason, attitude was off then. So so presumably, you could actually, like Tyrone or Kildare, they could flick a switch. Like, presumably, you could get that right in a week if you could nail the attitude problem. Whereas the flip side is that maybe a tactics thing takes longer. So maybe you would rather be, as, as bad as it looks, maybe you would rather be a Tyrone or a Kildare today than a, a different team who have a lot more to iron out in terms of system and structure. I, th- I think Tyrone are in a great, not a great spot, sorry, but they're they're in a spot where they can turn it around. You know, they've they've been there, they've had their backs to the wall, people have doubted them. Go back to that Kerry game, I don't think any of us were shrewd enough to be able to see that turnaround there. They go on to one, one, one the All-Ireland that year. And they have it there at somewhere. I don't know where they find it this season, but they have it somewhere, you know, in terms of that that attitude where they can go back to being that hungry, hungry, intensive team. Uh, and sorry for using that word intensive. Was, I know it's <laughs> that gets thrown, it's thrown, thrown about nowadays, but they, they have it there somewhere. I don't know enough about Kildare to say it's it's there, but it's it's just about finding that wee bit of desire again. Well, it's, it's just, just on that, it's, it's an interesting point. Um, is it Tyrone need that to generate that cause again? You, you, you know that there's yeah such such a bad defeat. People yeah, people on podcasts right writing them off. <laughs> um, you know that they don't care that they won't tackle that they're gone soft. That you, you, you know I'd say there's no one better than 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 to use that as a, some sort of a a rallying call almost. You know I I I just think. That's possible. Uh, you're 100 right. That's that that's possible with Tyrone above anyone. I don't think it's the same situation whatsoever with 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 Kildare. But there's a huge clawback needed from Tyrone really rapidly in an awful short space of time in a short season. I I just can't see. I think they're too far off even for that 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 rally that they could do because they look they've they've great players. You saw the two Canavans playing and you know um Kieran coming on you know there's a lot of good stuff there but it's there's there's too many there's too many things in the mix to to for it to be to be almost right for for for, for championship I think but just when, when when you mentioned Kildare it's a a tough 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 spot they're in now um really well, they have a big spot. game they have a big game next weekend against Loud who people wouldn't have fancied to beat Mead they turn over Mead and if if Loud beat Kildare next Sunday, there's every chance Loud are staying in Division Two, and Kildare are in absolute peril at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 uh, you know, after after that, like let's let's be honest, Derry were at a different different level, um, you know, different level of operation. So. That just is hard to deal with and turn around into a, in a week as well, you you know, um, for for Kildare to come out and, and 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 get it right. Now again, you know, you it's always the case with Kildare. You, you look through a lot of the players that they have. You just look, you know, that checking yeah. on paper. You know, and a lot of players do. You know, you check a team or when the team's announced or whatever. You just get a feel for 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 the capability of a team. I'd say, you, you know, when you look at it. And, you always feel there's really capable players in Kildare. 
on that Kildare team. You know, you could ream off an, a, a number of them from 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 forward to, to backwards that are that you, you you know if they got got it together that they'd be they'd be very very capable. But there's just an inconsistency there that you just don't know um, what you're going to get. And and, and look at knowing Glenn Ryan, you can be sure that's exactly what he's looking for. You know, you go back to him when he was centre half back and. And, and God help you if you're, you know, if you if, if you went into his territory, really, really strong player, who, 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 no doubt is looking for that consistency, looking for that, that determination. There's a problem though, isn't there? Isn't there? Isn't there? Isn't this? Isn't that the nub of the problem for Kildare? We keep talking about Kildare's potential, but the one thing we know about potential is that it's something that doesn't exist in any tangible way. And if a team keeps falling short on its potential, well, then maybe they just aren't really that good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's 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 a fair point. I say that as a question as well, though, because maybe there is something there. It's just it's not easy to see it as things stand. Well, yeah, go, go back to look, the Donegal team in the noughties. I know the potential was there. That was a, it was a term that was bandied at us. The, and then people just got fed up and they said exactly what you said. Well, there's no point us getting their hopes up about Donegal because they're going to let you down. And it and culminated in the in the Armagh and and Jim coming in and trying to tap into that potential but I, I I think potential and you know go back to Morris's point mental weakness or whatever way you want to ter- term it are, are closely linked you know there's there's lots of players with potential but have they the strength to push on and fulfill that there's lots of teams in the same in the same yeah. bracket um so 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 Probably it's it's there somewhere. It's there somewhere. Yeah, I think that's case unproven. Um, I think we'll we'll have to see. And if if you if you think about it, I think they got out of jail against Clare the previous weekend. I think, and I think we maybe thought, okay, they've turned the corner here. But I think last last weekend on Sunday is a huge step backwards for for Kildare. I think I think that's the kind of game. It's one thing to lose it. But it's another thing to lose by almost a point a man at home uh, in, in a key match for your season. I think if Tyrone are a long way off it, then then Kildare, Kildare are in, in Tyrone's rear rear windows at, at this stage. I want to talk about, Eamon, I want to talk about Donegal for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of was kind of thinking about how to ask this question of you. Um, and I'm not sure exactly how to ask it, if truth be told. But, Just go back to my first point. All t- most ties are cut with the team now, so feel yeah, free yeah. to ask any questions. Well, so, 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 so the basic thing about it is, true. Even before the league had started, the rumor mill was full on, full bore about Donegal. It's not a happy camp. Michael Murphy, fair enough, stepped away. His time, you know, he's moved on, and around that, then stories start going. The camp's not going well. Training's not going well. Other lads have drifted out. And the rumour mill has it that, that Donegal are going to struggle to win a match in the league. And there are certainties for for um, for relegation. Do you hear those rumours? Oh, def- definitely. Definitely. I heard, I heard those heard Is those there rumors. substance to them? No, there's, there, there's not. You know, I, th- I think people are, especially with the Murphy thing, M- Murphy had, you know... He, before Paddy Carroll's even announced, he, he met the uh, Neil McGee and Neil Gallagher for a few pints down, down in Eudor, and he told them he was retired. So, so people, you know, didn't yeah, know so that. That was, done, then, that was a done deal, so we can that nail that one straight deal. away. That, that was a done deal, and, and the lads obviously tried to say, you've still plenty in you, but he'd made his mind up. Um, there was a lot of things about players not coming back. The the only players that aren't back are the are the two Donalds from unions. So one is injured and one is in college. So the the, the commute yeah. from Dublin to Donegal was taking his toll, and he just wanted to keep the head down and and uh, concentrate on his studies and possibly come back in, in in the summer. So there was a lot of that stuff swirling that just there was just simply not true in terms of the whole process with the appointing the management. There that was slow. That was too slow. And getting some getting someone in there, we lost a lot of ground, um, and and the way we went about it, like Paddy Carr and O'Rourke, they'd went in on separate tickets, and the both of them were combined, and there was a lot of talk about the reality of it is Kavanagh, Lacey, and and McGuinness as an advisor, 
performance coach or whatever you want to call it was get, we're going to get the job in my opinion um so that fell through and it went to the it went to the two lads and and they seem to be going well they're they're working hard and you know you're kind of watching from a distance now um and they're working hard and they're trying to bring a change you know people are talking about the style of play with Donegal they're trying to bring a change now and it's it's not going to it's not going to work every every weekend now but uh I don't buy in transition you look at Mayo Mayo had a lot of new players they transitioned and they're still very very competitive so I don't I don't buy it we have plenty of quality up there we don't need yeah. to go down and and talk say oh we're in transition we'll come back at it again another year or maybe even two years. When you we, when you were playing it. football, were you when you were playing football for Donegal at, before you were successful? When you were successful, when it slipped away a bit, and you're still very competitive. Were, were, were there a lot of rumors around Donegal football? There, there was, there was. Jeannie Mackay, the, the party animals, the party animals yeah. of the the naughties, and then some of the stories you were hearing, and some of the stories family members were hearing. It was. What actually happened and what they were actually hearing, it was like a Ch- Chinese whispers, and they were saying, "Did you actually do do this, or were you involved in this?" And, and I'm saying, "No, oh, well, we've got to tone it down here a wee bit." And uh, went out for a few pints, maybe it might have been a Monday or a Tuesday, and 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 that and that was it. Now, but it, it was, and I don't know is that in every county now, but there there was a way of stories gathering a lot of pace in, in Donegal and a lot I, of legs. I yeah. In in awfully in the nineties, awfully had a brilliant hurling team in the nineteen nineties. Who were, um, you would swear the way the stories went about them that the lads were arriving into training with flagons of cider and sitting around the field drinking during during training sessions, and it was like as if they never trained for a decade and just rambled up the Croke Park and hit a ball and won and won all Ireland's. And during the period that they were really successful. They used to train in O'Connor Park and Tullamore at one end of the field and we would train at the other with Tullamore footballers. And I know just how hard those boys trained. And there were a couple of lads who really enjoyed themselves around training, but most of the players weren't socialising. But the stories kind of gathered momentum from a few isolated incidents and people just made up stuff as well. I, I, I think I think that's there's a lot of stuff definitely in Donegal that, that people do make up. And I would imagine it's it's across the board in, in terms of the different counties, but you know it it, it happens. It's it's a society. It's a society. Do you hear stories, Morris? Do you hear stories that that uh, in your in your day job? Yeah, you always do. Like it's, I think it's it's an Ireland's a very small country, so people will, will tend to talk a lot of it. I think is um, it's really poor form. Like, and I do. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like James, to what extent did you nip the the Kerry McDonald's nonsense last year in the bud because you just wanted to do exactly that or like did it ever factor into your thoughts at all for those who don't know what i'm talking about there was an absolutely ridiculous story that came with on had left the, the backroom team um that, i think that was actually published i'm pretty sure it was um uh after some soft talk for a couple of weeks but the reason i bring that up james i was wondering did it factor into your mind to come out and put that to bed at all that that might have some effect on the group because the stuff people talk that that goes on inevitably, but I think it's only a problem if it it seeps in. Yeah, it, it's a tricky one. It's, it's like after the the the, the Tyrone defeat in twenty one, I, I think myself and and Mac had a we do uh, we went at it in the car park at, at two o'clock in the morning. We 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 had um, <laughs> I mean it was serious, and we were listening to this. We were listening to this or reading reading this the day after Mac was in my house having a coffee. I was in, and he was he was he was literally nudging me. Do you, do you see this? We had a we had a roll out. You, you know, just ab, absolute madness. madness. So somebody and, made that up, James. Somebody made. Oh, that completely up. and utterly. I, I wasn't even in a car park. <laughs> I sat in a chair most of the night. It didn't didn't move. So I, I would say, outside the football conversations, um, I would say the majority of stuff is made up or on a on a whisper yeah. or on a wing in a prayer or, or whatever. Because, like, I, 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 I you, to, to go back to your question, Morris. I, I, no, I didn't. Because if I started going out to to kill that story, kill this story, kill the other story, kill it, I'd, I'd I'd spend my life at it. So I, I took I took the you know for the last two years I pretty much said nothing to anyone or to any media. Now that they started stories based on that then or, or whatever you know, but. 
there, there, there's so many things that were, were, were you know, untruths, I call them, or, or whatever. But unless you're in the camp, unless you're in one of the players or you're in that inner circle, how would people know? You, you know, so it's it's sometimes intercounty setups are nearly mysterious or they're doing this or they're doing that type of training or this. And, you know, it starts, it, 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 it starts from there. But I, I just going back to some of the things like the amount of times that, Jeez, I was stopped in the street for, you know, why didn't I play this fella or that fella or the other fella or what's wrong with him? or the, You know, the guys would be injured or they'd be away or what you're doing to your man is awful. You haven't played him in, in three weeks and you've dropped him off the panel or whatever, but yet I've let him go away for three weeks because he needed a break. Or, or do, do you know what I mean? They're so, yeah. so you could do things and the next thing it just takes off and you'd be absolutely... Absolutely amazing. Another good one. You got me thinking there. I remember being in a taxi with Peter Canavan, Jim McGuinness, Sen and Connell. This is when we were with Sky and someone else. And we were playing a five-a-side charity thing up in um up in Nafina. That's a poor enough team, James. Ah, you yeah. have given <laughs> a shout. That's, that's uh, there was no pressing but from them. I couldn't get yeah. the press. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just that was not what, I don't know if you remember, was it the 216 or 217 final that David Brady was on? Jim McGuinness was down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Training Mayo in Limerick or something. And here's Is that where McGuinness, that came from? McGuinness looking at me in the car. We're just looking at each other. This is, what is David <laughs> Brady doing? What is, <laughs> so anyway, look, there's, there's, there's loads, loads of that. A lot of it is harmless, but some of it, some of it can get, like anything, you, you, you know, some of it can get, can get, can get twisted and, and, and can have an impact on, and maybe some players or, or or their family or whatever, you know, if it goes if it, if it goes too far. But, but but thankfully, a lot of it doesn't. But yeah, interesting. And in the rumor was... mill, though, in the room, sorry, Morris, in the in the rumor mill, there's very few counties that Jim McGuinness hasn't trained at this stage or hasn't been tapped up or hasn't been to. It's it, it is kind of extraordinary the way the way stories uh, gather momentum. I want to shift gear here a little bit, please. If Donegal or Dublin are going up to play Derry next. Saturday at five o'clock in in uh, in Derry and Donegal or Derry are trying to build a team to win in All-Ireland. That's clearly the ambition there. I know there's stages and they're trying to get to Division One. If they're to win the All-Ireland this year, I think they have to beat Dublin and lay down a marker in of their intent next Saturday. Similarly, Dublin between this 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 great group of players that are still there, haven't won an All Ireland for two years, trying to do what the Kerry team of the eighties did after their great run ended, missed two years, come back and won a win a three in a row. They're trying to introduce new players. I think if they cannot go and win in Derry, that they can't win the All Ireland. Eamon, do you think that's fair? Hundred percent. Des Desi will know walking into the car park in, in Celtic Park uh, and getting the bus out he'll know whether he's coming back the following year because if that result if Derry beat Dublin then Dublin are not going to win the All-Ireland and and I don't even think you know they're not going to get into the semi or a final it's it is big ramifications this they need a they need a performance from them and they need to make a statement this 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 weekend now so Derry by beating Dublin you know if they're talking about going to one in All-Ireland if they beat Dublin, they're putting one of the contenders out, out of the racing. It's it's a strong thing to say, but that's my, that's my opinion. You know, there's a lot riding on on this weekend. What do you do if a team is flat? Like if you look at Dublin, they're okay, comfortable against Limerick. You know, the okay against Kildare, you'd say that was a bit of rust, but got through it, and we're just about just about okay. Not brilliant, but but did, did enough. And um, got over Clare, but really, like I, I was talking to some Dublin supporters who were at the game on Saturday night and thought that Clare or Clare were exceptionally unlucky and got a few fairly hard decisions against them coming down the stretch, which 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 cost them the game. So they're flat and they're stuck. It would seem. If you were in the Dublin camp at the moment, how like are you? Do you think it really doesn't matter? Or are you saying because we'll be okay when the summer comes? Or are you saying, lads, we have a problem? That's I'd say there's no one in 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 that Dublin dressing room saying it'll be okay in the summer. They're 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 
their confidence is 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 rattled for sure um um like they're going they're going up to to Derry next weekend and and they're not sure of themselves how they'll how, how they'll how, how they'll play or where where they're at um and <clears throat> they're 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 in the division two I, you know how if they were in division one at the moment how how would they be how would they yeah. be doing you, you, you know I don't think they'd be doing great like the amount of goals I, I can't I actually I can't believe their performances now compared to you know two three years ago and I know a lot's changed or whatever but where, where Dublin were so strong and they're defensive and they're skilled and they're you know you know that Keno everything back and all that kind of yeah. stuff Every, everything that they they were really good at it's 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 changed um and 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 you know there this idea of you know what, what you know, you know, it's 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 a fool's game in one way that you know when Paul Manning's back, when Howard is back, and this is back, when the other is back, and all the Jack McCaffrey's back, and it's all exciting and everything else. But expecting Jack and 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 and, and Paul to come back, even anyway close to the level that they were at, like they were they were they were and are brilliant players, but they're they're very different players. I I I would suggest. Um. So I don't I don't think Dublin know where they are i think i think desi's worried i think Evan is spot on what he was saying and um, you, you sort of know you know you know from the training you know from the players you know what's going on you you know so it's a huge game for dublin um against jerry where 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 they need to be really competitive strong confident and and and, and win that game um and it's going to be it's going to be a huge test for them because you know based on the performance like clear I sent Colin Colin a text today. I couldn't Colin Collins. I couldn't, you know, six points up with with whatever left, and and it just uh, just to second go week in like, a row. Second yeah, week in a row. Yeah, second like, week in a row. They're doing they, a lot. They could of be stuff pushing right. for promotion here. Yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff right, Claire. They 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 always do that. That's two that geez that'll hurt, you know. So, but anyway, it's it, yeah up to let's see how that game. But that's a massive game for Dublin. Absolutely massive game that will will have a huge bearing on on how they. How they enter into the championship, Morris? Is there much talk about Dublin and how the senior football team is going? Is the camp? Is there noise coming out of the camp? I know previously it used to be really quiet. Do you hear anything? No, I, not no, nothing. You'd pay any heed to anyway. Either way, to to be honest, I don't know. No like, WhatsApp rumors, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is is Dublin's problem? The going back to what we were talking about earlier. To what extent are we talking about attitude here and to what are we extent are we talking about game plan? Go back to what we watched against Cork. Like why this, we talked about this at length after not kicking the ball out to Fenton in the middle, not using Con correctly to locked in a what looks like football from five years ago, to be honest. I, I, I don't necessarily think, even if you were here and stuff, you wouldn't pay much heed to it because I don't see any evidence of that being the issue. But I definitely do think, that's why I, I this is a crazy thing to say and it could come back to bite me. In some ways, I think Tyrone are in a better place than Dublin because t- if if Tyrone get it right, there is I can fully see it is tantamount the headline that Tyrone were down. Did they spend the weekend in? Did they have spent last weekend in Mayo and Kelchmark? I think they did the same thing for the Galway game. You know, two hard training camps in Mayo. That was what brought it down. The same thing they did in Killarney. All these rooms are training in around the national park. They got it right. You know, the chip on their shoulder, never say die attitudes, and they turned around. But in terms of or Dublin right now, you'd want to see some evidence that they're moving towards the top end of football. And right, we haven't seen that right now. So I think they're in, in some ways, they're actually in a worse place. And that's why this game is, this game is so interesting. Like how they set up against Derry will be, will be absolutely fascinating. And if they aren't able to break them down, remember like Dublin were the team, we credited Dublin in 2017. They were, that was the death knell for the blanket defence. The way they methodically picked them apart, that Tyrone team now I'm talking about. Uh, that was it. If they aren't operating on the same level, you would seriously worry for them. So, I I agree and I don't agree with Eamon in terms of if they, if they saw a performance of that and they lost in a nail biter, I wouldn't be as concerned. If, whereas if they even if they ground out a result, but we didn't see any of that, then there are there are serious questions that you would be asking. Yeah, it's 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 one of the conundrums because there are still a lot of good footballers there, but there seems to be a disconnect between generations. And the question marks still stand over the younger players. 
as to whether well they're clearly not at the same level as some of the absolute star players. So, Eamon, actually, who is the best Dublin footballer that you marked? That I marked the best Dublin footballer for me was J- James McCarthy. No, but the the best one that I marked, I think I did a spell on Mannion for about five minutes. Um, <laughs> Um, you think it was Mannion, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going that fast. There is no really only a man for the the big heavy boys and the full forward. Um, but no, McCarthy was the was the best was the best footballer. Why do you say that? Just that you know, we first of all, he's a brilliant footballer. But in terms of the edge, he brought the aggressiveness, and you know, when Dublin needed someone, he was driving forward. And if I always says, if I if I had to pick. You know, three players to take with me. I'd take McManus, Keegan, and 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 McCarthy up to up to Donegal if we could. Uh, if we get a house for them there in Gidor somewhere, we'd set them up. No bother. You take but... you take care of McManus, <laughs> would you? Yeah. Connor Connor McManus. Connor sorry. McManus. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Connor McManus. Um, I, just a still wee bit of Gidor and me. Just that old school that it's them boys that have the edge. You know, there's obviously better flair yeah. players. Or there could be better flair players, but three of them they, they have the edge, and you know you could give it to give it to any of them boys, and they they would they would respond, and you know they always showed up on the big day. James, just while we're on that point for a second, who do you think was the best player in that Dublin team? Oh my gosh, or you could say ten players, and you you know you wouldn't you wouldn't be far wrong. Oh, um, who would who would um who would i go with you know, obviously jeremy Connolly and your flair and you've all that kind of stuff um keno sullivan i i just thought yeah. was just such a he just held the whole thing together and rory or, actually you could go back but I, i'd say thinking over the whole lot i think i think con O'Callan at his peak is an absolute phenomena um i think he's the he can be the heartbeat of the team he's dangerous he's score he's brave he's good in the air he's he's i just think um you know and hopefully he gets back to to, to where he can go but i, I think conal callan was 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 massive but look you're talking about seven or eight of the best players probably in the in the last 50 years that were playing on that team you know so so so, so you you're playing you've you've one match left to coach and you have a space in your team and you have the pick of the country and you're looking for one last forward position are you picking con or are you picking david clifford this is like this is like a game we play in the pub, you know. If there's a track know, does, game of football, like what? No, I'm asking. I'm become? asking you. This is a, this is this is it. Like if you're if if we're talking about absolutely premium inside forwards, who do you want? Eamon, are you going first on that one? Yeah, Eamon, which uh, would you? Are you trying to get out of dodge there, James? Playing time. Uh, I I would go with Clifford. I think what we've seen with Clifford so far is just. It's off, off the off the charts. There, would you like to mark him, Eamon? Would you like to have a hop off him? The the ego in me says, yeah, I want to mark him. I would love to have had a wee go at him. Um, but real realistically, I've I've marked players before that would have been, you know, a few levels below Clifford, and they've took me to the cleaners. So the ego says yes, but the, the logical part of me says no. Nah, it's uh, glad to be away from that. Yeah. James, I'm going to let you think about that because we're going to answer that later in the. We're, 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 we'll answer that later in the summer, maybe when it comes yeah, down for... to it and it gets uh, and 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 it gets tight because it is one of those things that everybody says Dublin would have beaten Kerry if Con had played last summer, and I'm or at least a lot of people I know say that I don't think I I'm not too sure I, I line up on that on that argument, but I'm sure it's a story we will uh, we will we we will come back to. Um, later in the year, if you look down through the divisions, the the pres- presumption was a few weeks ago from a lot of people that Monaghan were in a lot of bother and that Monaghan were Monaghan and Donegal were most likely to be relegated. That they were the two prime candidates for it. Is that the way you saw it, Eamon? I think Russ Common would have been in that conversation too. Yeah, they would too. To be fair, yeah, they would. Us Donegal, uh, you know, when we were sizing up, we knew we probably weren't going to be up at the top of the the leagues, and we says, you know, we'd probably be Monaghan or Russ Common, and uh, Tyrone were actually in the conversation. You know, and when when I chatted with a few J people up here in terms of what Tyrone are going to show up this year, and um, they seemed to have, there was a lot of good word coming from the Tyrone camp. 
and they seem to so you know they they had it they had a tough I don't know what happened to them in, 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 in the meantime now but it would have been Russ Common and Monaghan and obviously from outside Donegal would have been in, in the conversation. I thought we might have had a wee bit enough quality to stay up now, but uh yeah, Russ Common was in the conversation and they've they yeah, uh, they seem clear, but what is it that Monaghan have that allows them to come back year after year and be in the be in the hunt? I don't know if they're safe yet, by the way, either by a long shot. But what is it about them that, 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 that is so impressive? I haven't played against them. You know, when I look at Monaghan and you ask me what is it that typifies Monaghan, and, you know, someone like Darren Hughes, you know, D- Darren's not overly blessed with skill. And he, he'll he probably text me now if he, ever, if he ever hears me, if he listens to this podcast now. But, you know, he just gets himself about. He brings energy. He's, he's on 34, 35 now. You know, he's... He, he's so important in the last few games, he's been so important to Monaghan and just that that attitude. And you will know, go back to the Connor, Connor McManus. Connor came on against against us la, two weeks ago last week, and he had an impact on the game. He won, won a few marks to kind of bring that tide with Monaghan, and you know, the floodgates opened against us. So it's just that grittiness, and you know, they've good footballers. And it's the Monaghan for me are just a good, good team. I've always respected them. Even though, like we've had, we've had our battles, but I've always respected Monaghan. Yeah, is there a bit of an edge between Donegal and Monaghan? Not as much as t- if you ask me. Tyrone was the edge. Tyrone was the there was. Did that get nasty? Get, it started to get nasty. Tyrone started to get nasty, and you know, I think it was 2013, 15, and sixteen. We played each other in the first round of champ in the Ulster, and. There's times it's it's spilled over, but the, there wasn't that same toxic, and I, I don't know yeah. if toxic the right word now, but there wasn't the same level of the sledging, the the wee bite that was in it. Obviously, we went at each other a hundred percent, and we're you know, were you sledged on the pitch when you played Tyrone? Was I sledged? Oh, of course I wasn't, I, and I gave plenty of sledging too before. Can say poor me now. Um, but no, I would have been. I would have been surely no, definitely, definitely. Anyone say anyone say anything tasty to you? No, not not really, not really. No, there was obviously the, the, the silly stuff. Now that was across the board about about drinking and the the, the party and animal the party animal side of it. Now, um, but ninety five percent of the time it was the right side of the line. Silly, silly, silly stuff. Now, and I would have been saying the same silly stuff back. Um, but that was that was the that was the Tyrone and the the Monaghan crack. What do you think, James, of Monaghan? What's what? Wh- why do you think they are able to? Well, how did they get to Division One, and why are they so good at staying there? Why are they so um, competitive? I think like they've they've good players. Um, you know they've been sprinkling the good good players. You know you saw that you saw that yesterday. You know. Um, even mentioned Darren Hughes there, you know, his the defiance at the end when he caught that ball and drove out, you know, it was a rallying, you know, and I, I'd say that, I don't know him, I'd say there's real honesty about him. Um, and, and there's a lot of guys like that on that on that team, you know, that they're Ryan Wiley and some of these guys and Shane Carey, they're, they're, they're solid, hard, um, honest type of type, type of guys. And, and, and look, um, the guys mentioned Conor McManus earlier on. You know, he came out, came on the last day. Like, don't ever forget how brilliant a player he. he yeah, he, outstanding he, he was. He like for for me, he was definitely the most accurate player. I think of the last ten for, with both feet. Really, uh, really, would you put him? Oh, would you put I, him that way? I'd love. I, I don't know if Morris. There's a job for you. That's that's one. Work out Conor McManus's return stats from the last ten years or something versus I. I, I don't know. David Clifford now or something. It'd be, it'd be, I, I, I think he's phenomenally accurate and and was a brilliant player. And when a team of I'd you know, have a player like that, and then you you know you yeah. have good work rate and then Maliki Maliki there with him, who's obviously a brilliant manager. So when you put all that together, uh, you know they turn up every day. You know, uh, certainly certainly in Ulster, and 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 uh, you know there's there's the there's the making of a, of a really really good team. James, can I can I road test a theory on? Monaghan with you that I'm not convinced of myself but um, like is it 
is the I have to be careful my phrases now. Is the great survivors a good thing? Like, is it actually? Yeah. Right. Say for example, right. Every single year, media we do this every year. We add up the players that play in the league. It's the easiest exercise. You just you know how many the squad players was used by every single panel. We're doing it donkey's years. You do this, especially under Banty, every single year. Like some squads would be up 30, 35, Banty, 23, 22. Like a really ref- the same guys again and again coming and keeping them going, which is fine, but they don't kick on from the, the two us that they won eight years ago. Now you look at, this is just a fun, I, I'm not convinced of this as I, I should stress, but you go back to, they bet Dublin in 2022 in the last day of the league. Who was playing for Dublin that day? Robbie McDade, Tom Lehef, Lorcan O'Dell. Uh, was Michael Shears in goals? I'm pretty sure he was. Um, like you, whatever about Desi, you could not accuse him of not throwing open the door. Like he found out about his squad that year. Now they were relegated, but they ended up in an All Ireland semi final. Go back a year previous, 2021, they relegated Galway. That Galway team sitting up in the stands, I can remember it. They went extra time. Gary O'Donnell sitting up in the stands, a captain of Galway when Joyce came in in 2020. Johnny Dewan sitting up in the stands. Sean Andy O'Kelly, who was a stalwart of that Galway team. Uh, that was Carl Sweeney's second ever game, I think, for Galway. He kicked the, he came on, kicked the point. Matt Tierney, his fourth ever competitive game. Uh, Dylan, Dylan McHugh, the year before that, Dylan McHugh came on as a sub in an Ireland club final, and he played four games in the league. But I tell you one thing, Dylan McHugh was a stalwart for Galway last year. Like they found, in some ways, it served Galway better. It actually, it nearly served Dublin better to get relegated and come back up and throw open the door rather than picking the same old faces. I tell you, actually, the, the, the reason I bring this up and I ask you, James, is because. 2021, he got relegated. Um, you don't need to remind him of that, but he got relegated, played down in Casabar the first day out that year. And uh, a guy made his debut that game against Down. It might have been a bit of talk on this week. That was Ender Hessian, his first game in Division Two open round of the league game that year. And now look at how he has benefited from that exposure. So I do wonder, you know, in this, you're looking in the stand, you see all these Galway legends, and who's sitting on the other side in the Monaghan stand that day? Gary Mohan. Gary Mohan makes one mistake. Look, it was a bad mistake. It could have led to a goal at the weekend. And he's pulled. 40 minutes in, he's playing midfield. They don't know where they're going to play him. And he's, and he's, he's pulled. He's taken off. So who, who bails Monaghan out at the end? As you mentioned, Hughes makes that catch. McCandless comes on. Ryan Wiley was on. Desi Ward had a phenomenal game again. It was the same guys. Again, Like this is the, to me, this is the same Monaghan team. And I, part of me wonders, would Monaghan actually be better off going down? Now, you can tell me that's nonsense if you, if you think it is. No, no, I'd say um, sort of like division division one, um, and again, Eamon, Eamon will know that is an absolute dogfight, um, day in day out. And you know, before the Sigerson break, you know, the first two games we sort of talked about this before. First two games, if you don't have any points on the board after the first two games, you you, you sort of go, you, you sort of lock it down a little bit, and try and make sure you get you get something out of the next two games to you know you know three points out of the next two games or whatever to try and so you go you probably revert again you you revert maybe a little bit to the players that you know to the this to the to that so i suppose what 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 it does do is sometimes it can be very hard in division one depending on things go to to develop a new game plan or to evolve your game plan or to try something different or, or to do whatever and if say you get relegated, you go down to Division Two, uh, which is the case with us. When you go down there, you know you'd have a very good idea of what you're cap- what you're capable of against exactly. against some of the opposition. So you can absolutely try something that you probably wouldn't try in Division One. You know, and I'm, pr- I'm probably exaggerating that a little bit, Morris, but I think your point is I, I think the point's valid, and uh, that's that's something you go down there if you, you utilize it right. But then there's the whole thing like can you can you win? Like you can pick up within a season, you can pick up bad habits in Division Two if you're a season Division One team by maybe you know holding on to the ball a little Just bit longer than second, you typically yeah. do. You 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 might get away with sloppy hand passing that you wouldn't in Division One. So you know you can you definitely develop or evolve things in Division Two, but then when it comes to Championship time, you mightn't be as sharp as you would be playing through Division One. And, and I think I, I would come in there and that I think the longer you're about Division 1, if you want to be in the top table, you know, the semi-finals, finals, the, the longer you're in Division 1, the better chance it gives you to get to get to that to get to that stage. That would be my, my opinion on it anyway. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. The nature of the results this year, if we, we go, Division 1 is still up for grabs uh, as to as to who can be relegated. I think Galway are still in bother, Toronto in bother. Um, Monaghan and and Donegal still in bother. 
maybe Armagh just not absolutely clear the the hunt yet either. Division two, Limerick looked doomed after the weekend again, but Loud Kildare is massive at the weekend. So is Clare Cork. Uh, those two games, whoever wins both of those games is probably not is going to be in good enough shape. And I do think it it does look more and more like Dublin and Derry promoted from Division Two. I think that's the most likely thing to happen in in all the Division Three. Cavan are a, a, a sight ahead of everybody else in Division Three. I think Down beating Westmead at the weekend was a was a great step for for Down and for Manna and Down are probably the 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 two teams in the box seat for the next promotion place and down at the bottom Longford drawing with Tipperary was a bit of a disaster for both counties leaving them both on a point and that means they still need two more wins most likely to survive and that, that leaves the two of them in a lot of trouble and then in 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 Division 4 it's true like Leitrim came back Sligo came back this weekend but Wicklow beating Leash was, was a shock and Leash looked like that they were the form team in that division and now they're back in a really serious dogfight and have to go to Leitrim in a couple of weeks time and will most likely have to win that match if um if if they're there to do it in the at this point of the season James at this point of the season do, do you how do you how do you focus do you go is it always simply the next game or is are you thinking two or three games ahead Um, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Uh, again, it, de- it depends. It depends where you are, um, and de- it depends on so many. You, you, you know, if you're well, probably very few are fully safe at the moment in, in some yeah. divisions. But you, you know, so so ev- everyone at this stage um, it needs to needs to get their next game right. You know, so it's 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 still about the next game. Um, and making sure you're right, you're right for that. You want to win that and put it, put out all doubt. So, so then you can, you can, you can truly decide for the last two rounds how you want to use those two rounds. Um, is there a couple of players that mightn't be full fitness yet that you think you know haven't played much that might offer you something for the for the summer? Are they worth you know giving two games to you know regardless of how they play almost you, you know seeing can they develop through that? So, so there's different scenarios that you can. You can look at depending on 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 where where you are in the league. If you're if you're looking up and you're okay, then then you get you, you know you have a, a different number of things you can do. But if you're if you're if you're worried about going down, then it's a, then it's a different different scenario. And Eamon, as as a player, does it come to the point at this stage of the season where does it come to the point at any stage of the season where you're actually thinking about your own position in the team? Yes, but I'll add in there that the season where. Like I had different milestones in terms of every season, but that's totally gone now in terms of all them milestones will be different with the condensed. I I never panicked during the league. First two games, you would have been blown hard. You might have got cleaned out of it. It was always that we six week blocked until Ulster Championship. That's when you, you you got your you solidified your spot. But it's so different now. If if someone loses their spot in the league, if you're a player. And it's it's very hard to get back. The season there, could be over for you almost. That, that, this is that you know you don't have that luxury, and that's what I was saying. The con- the condensed season has nearly saved the preseason competitions, where everybody was saying we've got to get rid of them now because no one takes them seriously. Um, they they actually give you a chance now to get into good shape to get to, to get your momentum going for the league, so you can get the touches in the ball. Whether before this, I would have viewed them as just. You know, a waste of time. Give them to the to the books that are just into the squad, the young lads, and all this. And they they didn't have that attraction. But 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 now but now but now they do in terms of the pre- preparation of, the, of of the season. So it's just total. It's a it's a new lay of the land, and it's just something I wouldn't be overly familiar with as a, as a, as a player. If if you you ha- you must surely though have been in the dressing room as well, three or four rounds into the league. And you know that you're not going to win an Ulster Championship this year, or you know you're not going to win. You're not going to be competitive for the All Ireland. What's that like? I generally, and and I don't know if I'm sure he's can relate to this, but I generally, and I, I don't know where this comes from because I would like to say I'm smart enough, 
But there was times, it didn't matter how bad the league went or what the preparation was like, there was a part of me thinking, you know, that, that this could be our year. This could be our year. And it's nearly torturing yourself that you have this wee belief in you that you hold on to something. You, you, you're, you're going to do it. I remember being in London for, for a few months and yeah, Cass was on the phone and says, you know, things are going well. And I was chatting a few of the boys and things weren't going well at all. The, the <laughs> setup wasn't great and training was dead. And But there was still a part of me if they do, if they won it this year, you know, I'll be sick. So uh, like a, like an agent, I, I, I came, came home. home. Um, but just just on it now, it was, I would say we're very close to wrapping up now. I just want to have James here. It's interestingly, watching Donegal yesterday, where they just had scored the goal. There was a good bit of distance between them. They set up for the kickout. Now they set up poorly for for their kickout. This is against off, Galway, yeah. For again, the... this is against Galway, and and off the kickout, they conceded a goal straight away. So if if they had managed to you know keep the that that distance right throughout the, for the first half, I think Donegal go on to win that game. And there's just talk now that you see teams conceding the kickout, and and Mayo in their day would have been as good a team, probably the best team going at pressing kickouts. And I'm just wondering what what James's opinion on is there a case that you, ever a case where you can say drop off and let the give the give the team the kickout? Because I think if Donegal had done that. Galway don't get that goal, and and they, yeah, and, and the door shut. The, the door yeah. shut on, yeah. So it was just when when I heard James was on, I'm saying I'm going to ask him this question. <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, there is, and we sort of talked about this about two weeks ago. There again, different teams set up different ways, depending on on, on the players out. But you know, in a situation like that, do, do, if you want to if you want to make sure because you know you're, you're you can be vulnerable after scoring, etc., etc., etc. Do you want to? Sort of go nearly a halfway house and lock it up at the back. Give give them the kick out. Give them the kick out short and right to that fella that you want them to get it. You, do you know what I mean? So yeah, they they get that. Then they have to go through you know line one, line two, line three, line four, line five to 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 to, to get there. You know, so so that's 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 definitely definitely an option. You know, to 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 do that. Yeah, because Matthew 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 Tiernan's goal right just mm-hmm. just. Just waltzing through, absolute knife to the heart, wasn't it? Uh, because Don- Donegal were poor pressing all day. Their, their yeah. kick out press was there's a lot, a lot of work to do in it. So I'm just wondering, like, should the shadow went out and just drop to that, whatever it be, the halfway or wherever they were? But, where they but that's that's the from? interesting point. And, and you leave, like, well, my, my, my philosophy would, would always be if you analyze the opposition and you set up right, you can absolutely put serious pressure on them and still be solid. You know, you can get to the, if you force it long, you can get set up defensively strong as well or, or around the break zone. But if you're saying Donny Gaul weren't pressing well during the game, you, you know, I don't know whether that's they're not committed to it or they don't believe it or they're not quick enough to get into the shape or whatever it is. But if, if, if that's the case, then that'd be different. You'd, you'd nearly expect a player. Maybe to call that right, guys. Just go go in. Let's 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 lock it a little bit, or 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 whatever. You know, um, you you you'd, you'd have two or three situations depending on on, on whatever. But you you know, um, there's nothing like like really pressing strong, in my opinion, to 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 dominate a team. But but depending on how that pressing's going, then you or where the game is at, you you, you need to have the flexibility to to adapt. I mean, Galway went long, like extreme. If you go, if you go long, made short. Galway went long as in past sixty-five yesterday with five kickouts, and the only one won. That was the only one that Paul Conroy catches a turns into Jared Avern, turning coming off the shoulder. Mm-hmm. But every single other one, McGee, Langan swept up, broke, went up. They actually should have just before half time. They had them penned in, like Galway were going long. They could knock it out, and Langan had a really good shot on the right. He put it wide. O'Donnell had one on the other side. He put it wide. But that was their. That was a window there. If those three chances went over, they're going in at the break six up, and you're saying they've destroyed Gleason's kick out here. It's that's it's the gamble. Like, you know, you, you get it right four times, but that one time it, it goes wrong. Conrad comes a mark, isn't it? McMinniman is standing in front of him, gets pinged, it got brought forward, yeah, ball yeah, into Devon, yeah. and that's it. But but I, I thought they of Galway and Galway 30 attacks, only half of them did they manage to even get a shot off, and that goes back to what James's point. If you're going short constantly, the amount of players you have to work through to even just get an attack, that's why. I think that's why Galway only got ten scores yesterday. So I thought they, I thought Donegal did really well in it. I thought they, they set up well, but it was just the 
why the case someone that actually knows a bit about the about the game on you've just contradicted my whole point there (laughs) (laughs) but but i think eamon's point though is as well the timing of it exactly you've you've just got the goal and you just want to solidify for a few minutes and then maybe you just kind of go okay we'll, we'll we'll sit on this one um eamon thanks very much for for joining it's been a pleasure to, Cheers, to have you thank you to larry ryan for running the podcast to raf rocket to jack neville to tony lean to everyone at examiner sport uh thanks to alliance for their support a huge thanks to james to to eamon as i say and to morris brosnan for joining us today alliance supporting all 32 counties through the alliance leagues Remember that, There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, we've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Listen, he's going to get